Hi, and welcome back to NRI Women, the show where we chat with women of Indian origin living abroad. I'm Lenora. And I'm Bettina. The academic pillars of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics are referred to as STEM. Technology, engineering, and other areas of STEM infiltrate every aspect of our lives and reflect a whole new way of living from TVs to GPS systems and smartphones. According to the U.S. Department of Commerce, while women continue to make gains across the broader economy, they remain underrepresented in STEM jobs and among STEM degree holders. STEM jobs are abundant and growing, providing many new opportunities. Joining us in conversation today is Prasha Sarvate Dutra, a mechanical and chemical engineer currently working as a quality manager in Rhode Island. She loves her career and hopes to inspire other women and girls to have career in this field as well. She talks to us about why more women need to pursue STEM careers and what got her interested in STEM in the first place. So uh, it's not so much that I woke up one day and said I'm going to be a mechanical engineer. I uh, just wanted to be an engineer and learn to, you know, how to build things just because that's how I was raised. And my father made sure that we had you know, all kinds of toys and you know, we were open opening all the toys and learning how it works and so that was a huge part of you know growing up and um so so it was always interesting how things work and uh, i used to watch this show called how it's made so that is like one of the best shows ever and it uh started somewhere around when i was in sixth or seventh grade and so it was a ritual like it would play every time it's on it, we would watch it and uh so i got fascinated by factories and I always just wanted to work in a factory. And uh, and just the fact that they would show how the day-to-day -day stuff is made uh, and how nobody talks about it, right? So when you see your house, you never think of manufacturing for a second. At least I think most of the people don't. Um, but it's such an integral part of our lives that it always interested me from the very beginning that, hey, why don't we talk about the chemistry behind food? Why don't we talk about the chemistry behind, you know, all the stuff that we use, you know? So um, that was kind of curiosity I had, and I continued to follow it. And that childlike curiosity has evolved into passion that she takes into her job. So I am a quality manager at a wire and cable company in uh, Lincoln, Rhode Island. And um, next time, if you see a cable, maybe um, you could read on it. And if it says uh, general cable, we probably made it because we make extension cords. So I'm that crazy person who reads cables everywhere I go. And people are like, what are you doing? And I say, no, I really need to read if I made it. And that's how I found out that the one of the roller coasters at Six Flags, I could see a cord uh, through one of the one of the uh, plexiglasses uh, on the ride, and it said our name on it, and I freaked out. Like I didn't even enjoy the ride. Like I was so excited about, oh my god, I designed it, I built it. Like I can't believe this is so cool. And um, so, but but that's just uh, you know, it, it just uh, makes me very happy that we, essentially, in every true sense, connect the world. We may not be excited to see cables, but if we're part of the process that created them, we would be excited too. This is exactly the kind of enthusiasm she hopes to pass on to young girls who are still deciding on their careers. For Prasha, that role model was Kalpana Chawla, the first woman of Indian origin to go to space in 1997. And there was one more reason that drew Prasha to Kalpana. She went to Punjab Engineering College, which was uh, the same university as my mom. And so it hit home right there because 
if she can do it, we can do it too, you know. Um, that's kind of what we were told, I think. Uh, even though I didn't become an astronaut, um, I still think it was a wonderful, wonderful lesson that you can do anything you want. The wonderful lesson that you can do anything you want was drilled into Prussia since she was a child. My dad was a huge, you know, proponent of like pushing us to do better and um, just like he had huge, huge ambitions for us. So when he saw that on the news, he was he literally used to tell me that you're going to be an astronaut, you're going to be an astronaut, you're going to be an astronaut like all day. And so when I came to America, I took aerospace because guess what? I still wanted to be an astronaut. I realized that if you don't have a green card or you're not a citizen, you can't get a job in most of the aerospace companies in America because um, 80% of their business is defense. So I switched to mechanical engineering. And <laughs> that's how I ended up with mechanical because I really needed a job. So I think in the end, it kind of all worked out and ended up working in a factory. So I think everything kind of <laughs> came together in the end. And Prasha's mom led by example, doing what was considered unconventional in India at the time. My mother was the only working mother uh, when we were growing up. In my class, there was no one whose mom worked and she was the only one. And uh, that made us a little bit special. Everyone else had moms at home who cooked like lunches and dinners and you know, all that stuff. My, our mom, my mom was very, very um, ambitious. And she, because she knew that if she didn't work, we wouldn't have the life that we had, right? So everyone else did not have the, the, the cool toys we had because their mothers didn't work. So I, now I see it that way, you know, now, now I understand the whole thing. But she also loved her job, right? So she refused to quit. She said, I love it. Why would I quit? Like this is 1990s I'm talking about in, in a small part of New Delhi, like a really small neighborhood where everyone knows everyone. So uh, I'm, I cannot even imagine at this time like how she must have felt like, you know, and, and in a society where if you're pregnant, you don't leave the house. And she was working till the last day. Like she literally went to labor at work. And so, you know, so again, I, I, the reason I'm, I'm mentioning her story is because she was a huge role model, right? So when we saw her do things that were unique to her, um, I think we just absorbed it, uh, especially I did, just from watching. So I think that was definitely a huge part of it, uh, just that they set an example more than just saying it, because they both did things very uniquely. And, uh, and they would spend time with us explaining to us why they're doing it. Uh, so that was also a big, big lesson. Because if they just continue doing it and not explaining to us, thinking that we're kids and, you know, we won't get it, um, maybe we wouldn't have got the right lessons from it. Prasha believes this lesson has shaped her life and attitude and hopes more parents will encourage their children to try something different. I think it's just it's just the fact that my parents always pushed me to uh, participate in everything and anything. So um, it was a big part of like you have to put yourself out there. So I think if you teach your kids that it's okay to try things and fail at them, uh, they will be more comfortable signing up for unusual things, right? Like the things that their friends are not doing. Um, I was always taught like a big lesson that my dad taught me was uh, don't follow the herd, right? So if everyone's going left. I don't care if there's like fire to the right, you go right, 
because you're going to learn more um, by doing that instead of just following people. So I think it's really important that parents teach that part to their kids and, and keep them motivated to try new things. I think that's how they can encourage them. Uh, and uh, and just push them to you know continue to participate and participation is bigger than winning i think a lot of us think that because we're not good at it we're going to lose and uh, why participate which is big in india right i mean i think it is a big part of uh, the indian culture where we ex- we want to excel at a lot of things um, and not excelling is sometimes mo- demotivating and that sometimes means okay don't do this because you're not good at it so that's that's the kind of uh, upbringing i think that can help kids uh, find certain contests and literally change their life because it did change my life you know prasha believes that the skills she learned from participating pushing herself and her career in stem has helped her during her darkest times she was in her second year of college in india when she had her first experience with what she now knows as depression at the time though she didn't understand it or know what it was um the first form of depression i had was uh, just involving a lot of um, self pity and self harm and just you know just it sounds very regular teenage stuff um but now i know that it was really dark and at the time i should have probably had help um but what helped me get out of it was not friends because they didn't know what the hell to do right so they were like okay like <laughs> like okay you're too dramatic right how many times have you heard that too dramatic too emotional get your stuff together get your you know just get feel better already or something like that and it was just really annoying and nobody had no idea about what depression is or anything uh my parents didn't I didn't live with them at the time so obviously they didn't have any clue what's going on and so finally uh I told myself that I need to get out of this like this is too much and uh i started uh again following just the curiosity piece because you know i said okay what gets me excited is to answer these difficult questions or to build something and about first year towards the end of first year early second year i started you know looking for more competitions getting more involved getting out of my room i don't know if that's the best form of treating yourself um but at times it works uh it just gets you out of the you know out of the funk if you will i had such a challenging coursework and such a challenging uh environment where everyone was doing you know so many different things that uh encouraged me to you know do difficult things and then difficult things in turn motivated me to continue doing difficult things and gave me some so- sort of uh, assurance that i'm good at something right lifted my self esteem if you will and uh, and kind of brought me back to pretty much brought me back to life if you will Prashas parents have been rock solid for her through her life when her father passed away and she couldn't attend his funeral Prashas world came undone um uh, when my father died 3 years ago of pancreatic cancer and that was huge because uh he was very important very involved in everything we did um so losing him was definitely something that you know we didn't see coming like he was our superman and now oh my god if he's a mor- he's mortal then we're all going to die like it was really really a terrible feeling um uh, but at that time i think it was my job um that helped me which is again related to stem because having the stability of a job and the stability of knowing that you know you'll be fine um was very big 
piece in recovery. So I feel like if I had a job which was, you know, I didn't know the future or if I was dependent on a spouse uh, or if I was, you know, not, if I didn't know myself, um, it would have been a much longer healing process. So, um, so I think that's how I think I see STEM contributed to those two episodes of depression. While nothing could replace her father in Prasha's life, her job stability and financial independence became that solid rock she could fall back on at a time she needed to. And that was an unexpected benefit her career in STEM provided. She thinks it would be wonderful if more women have the same opportunity as she did because of her career in STEM. So that's the biggest piece in this whole conversation around STEM is that I don't care if you do any other, uh, if you pursue any other field, but I do care that that field should have enough value to support you for the rest of your life. And it should be able to bring your dreams to life, you know, and STEM is going to do it because it's so popular, right? So the fact that today I can have my own podcast, I can do things that I want after work, and I can still, you know, enjoy life is a big part of having a good career, right? So it means that that you have enough financial security to go and do things and try things and, you know, be the person that you want. So people don't realize, but financial independence actually trickles down to all these aspects of your life, right? You can't travel because you have to ask them for money. You can't, uh, uh, you can't marry the person you love because you're still dependent on your parents for money. And, and it all just, it, it's all just snowballed, especially for women. So, so it's even more, more critical that we choose careers that can support us and our dreams. So how do we get more girls and women involved in STEM? First of all, obviously showing them positive role models and showing them these cool jobs, which are really, really cool. Um, and and showing them that STEM is more than just, you don't have, not all STEM jobs need you to hold a screwdriver or not all STEM jobs need you to code. I absolutely do not like coding. Um, but when I say STEM, I think a lot of people directly go to coding, right? So we definitely need to, you know, educate everyone that all these professions are out there and they're as diverse as we all are. So it's a kind of wonderful connection right there that as diverse as we all are, different countries, different colors, different races, different religions, same thing with the STEM courses, STEM fields. They're all, they come in all different shapes, sizes, colors, (laughs) attires, and they can take you, you know, anywhere you want to go. So I think that's Jeff definitely the first, first big, big piece that just like I had Kalpana Chavla to look up to and she looked just like me, um, was a huge part of why I did what I did. So I think that those positive role models are the first place to start. And Prasha has created a platform where women and girls can find these positive role models in STEM through her podcast, Her STEM Story. I started it because um, when I got married last year in September and my cousin, she's 14, she lives in Australia and she was here for the wedding and then we were driving to the wedding venue and all my, and I just looked around and all the bridesmaids were engineers. So all my friends obviously are engineers and um, I just couldn't stop myself from telling her 
on this 20 minute ride to the venue that you really need to take this in because these are the role models I want you to have. And these are the girls who are, you know, some of us were married and, you know, some of them are single and they are, you know, just living the, the life. Like one of them works in Facebook and, you know, one of them works in Amgen and, and um, one of them works at Cisco and uh, they travel the world. Um, but I, I was just telling her these stories because I wanted her to see like what it means. It's not boring. It's not because your parents are telling you, so now you don't want to do it. Like, it's kind of stupid to do that. Um, but I was just trying to show her something that won't, that she won't see in books or she won't see in schools. Because sometimes, you know, um, the people who are showcased are someone's like Indra Nui, right? So she motivates me because I'm, a, I'm an ambitious person. But that same thing can demotivate someone else because they might not be that ambitious. And they may be like, hey, I don't want to be a CEO, right? So it can become, it can actually become a problem if we don't showcase real women doing real jobs and, and, and having wonderful, normal lives, right? So you don't want to be, not everyone wants to be Indra Nui. And so that, that was the gap I saw. And um, after that conversation, I couldn't shrug that conversation away. And uh, after everyone left, um, she told me, she's like, you're so good at conversations. You should do something about it. You like to talk and you should do something with, you know, talking. And so I, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts. So I thought maybe I can look into like maybe having my own podcast. Besides role models, Prasha thinks it's important to have mentors in one's life. I think it's huge to have mentors in life. A lot of people think, and I thought this for a long time, that uh, I need to physically have a mentor, right? So I thought, oh my God, like I need to find a human being who's going to talk to me and help me through my problems and stuff like that. But mentors can also come in the form of books. And I read that somewhere. Um, when you read a particular author or follow them or follow their work, uh, or you read a bunch of different authors on the same topic, they're all your mentors, right? They're all teaching you something. Uh, so, so again, mentors are very important, and it's very important to realize that they really don't have to be there in person. They can come in different, you know, forms of communication. But the reason they're very, very important is that, you know how, do you remember in school, when you're in school till 12th, you had a teacher, a class teacher, a course teacher, a teacher for physical ed, a teacher for this, a teacher for that, right? So you get all this great advice from all these great people on how to do things and you learn. For some reason, all that goes to hell once you're in the real world. Like for some reason, we're supposed to navigate through this whole world on our own, right? And, and that's hard. So I think that's the reason mentors are so important because they can hold our hands and, and show us the way in like some of the toughest times in our life and some of the best times in our lives too. Uh, and for women, it's more important because there are very few women who are probably walking um, a path that that in STEM, right? That Because we already know it's only 20%. So to make sure that we retain those and then have more, um, mentorship becomes even more important that um, that ways we can be there for each other we can create a community of support um, and then that's uh, that should be our way of lending a hand to the next person so I think it's important for the women who are joining the STEM force but it's also important for the women who are already in the STEM force 
um, so that they can now give back. Prasha wants to give back, just as so many have given her. From her parents to her mentors and all the role models, they've all provided Prasha the tools to navigate life and overcome obstacles. It's two things. One is uh, uh, be brave and be authentic. Um, be brave actually came from my dad. Um, he was always, you know, big, big promote, promoter of bravery. My mom too. Uh, I mean, they were great examples to look up to, and um, they were always brave. They never, um, they never took the status quo or accepted things as as is. And it just, it, they were just great examples of bravery. Uh, so I'd say, oh, and again, now that I do this work in women in STEM, I now know the value of it, um, and uh, and I try to remind myself that you know, please be brave, like. Um, it's okay to disagree, but it's important to be brave. Um, and then uh, the authentic comes from Dale Carnegie, who is <laughs> the author of How to Influence Friends and Win People, uh, How to Influence People and Win Friends. That book is life-changing. It is one of the best pieces of literature ever written ever, uh, or, or, or best piece of self, self-development literature, if you will. Uh, he talks about authenticity, and how that's the only way, that's the only way to have effective communication is to be authentic. And people can sense authenticity and it, it is refreshing for them and they are more responsive towards authentic people. So I try to keep that in mind in all, all communications that I go through and to service people, the only way you can do it is by being authentic. Uh, and so, so those are the big two things that, that are huge for me. STEM jobs are crucial to the competitiveness, innovation and flexibility of the modern economy. There is an opportunity to expand the number of women in STEM and we should care because the lack of women in STEM means we are lacking the perspectives of half the world's population. And that thought is summed up best by American astronomer Mariah Michelle. In my younger days, when I was painted by the half-educated, loose and inaccurate ways women had, I used to say, how much women need exact science? But since I have known some workers in science, I have now said, how much science needs women? Join us again next time for more inspiring stories of NRI women. If you like the show, please recommend us to a friend and don't forget to rate us as it helps other people find us. If you'd like to get in touch with us, Please email us hello at nriwoman.com or tweet us at nri underscore woman. Stay tuned for highlights from the next episode at the end of the show. You can see and learn more about the amazing women we chat with on our Facebook page or website nriwoman.com. I'm Bettina. And I'm Nanora. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring and be kind. next week on NRI Women. And I want that to change. I want women to not worry when they go out at night, that their their dress choice is not their fault, that they can wear however they please, you know? I want that shift to happen in India. I want schools to talk about gender equality. I want women to feel that they're just as entitled to whatever, whether it's a career advancement or whether they choose to get married or not. I don't want, you know, I don't want a kid to be aborted just because she's a girl. 
New episodes come out every Monday. Make sure you subscribe. If you're a sports fanatic, please check out our fellow podcasters. They are the Unspoken Podcast. They are unpredictable, uncensored, and nothing is unspoken. They are available to listen to wherever you get your podcasts from. Game ticket, $50. Hot dog, $8. Team store item, $25. I'm Having to listen to someone's dumb sports opinions? Worthless. Some people shouldn't talk sports. For everyone else, there's the Unspoken Podcast, available on most podcasting platforms, and on the web at theunspokensportspodcast.weebly.com.